Forgotten Quarterbacks, hosted by W. Earl Kitchings. Our podcast is dedicated to preserving the legacies of black quarterbacks who've played the game of American football. And now, here's your host, W. Earl Kitchings. And welcome to another edition of the Forgotten Quarterbacks. We welcome you to our podcast. I'm your host, Earl Kitchings. And as we'd like to do with our podcast, we'd like to bring you the history and information about the legacies of black quarterbacks who have played the game of American football since 1903. We have introduced a new part of our legacy of what we're doing here at quarter five backs called the post route. That is our new newsletter. And we ask you to take a moment, go to our website at quarter five P H I quarter five back.com. You can read the weekly edition of this newsletter. And you can also go there and order the book, the forgotten quarterbacks or the forgotten QBs rather to just have what has been described as a Bible about black quarterbacks who've played college football in America, both at typically historically black colleges and universities and at major and mid-major colleges throughout America. We do not want this legacy to ever, ever be pushed aside, or to die a slow death. If it had been dying a slow death, we are reviving it now by bringing you this podcast, bringing you this newsletter, and in time coming, we may even be bringing you our live shows via TV and or Zoom, one of the two or both if that's possible. So we're going to give you our show for today on our podcast. And as we look at bringing you these newsletters and the information that they will bring, we're going to talk about the legacies of black quarterbacks at specific universities throughout America, because some of them have a rich, rich history and legacy about young men who were given opportunities to play this game and quarterback these teams and and make themselves known as quality field generals who can get the job done with not only their arm, not only with their legs, but with their brains. So on this show today, we're going to bring you the legacy of black quarterbacks at the Ohio State University. 11 players who became starters. That's how many black quarterbacks Ohio State has had in their history uh, since uh, uh, integration for the most part. But since 1972, Ohio State has had more black quarterbacks to play at the university than any other major college in America since 1972. All total, 11 black quarterbacks 
have earned a roster position and become starters for the renowned football program in Columbus, Ohio. Those players are Cornelius Green, Rod Gerald, Troy Smith, Terrell Pryor, Braxton Miller, Cardell Jones, J.T. Barrett, Dwayne Haskins, Justin Fields, and C.J. Stroud. Those are the 11 guys. Some of the names might ring a bell to you right away. Some may not. I know it might be a little bit hard for you to know of Cornelius Green, but he was the first. Had an outstanding career at Ohio State. Led them to a Big Ten championship. And uh, helped Coach Woody Hayes. Buckeyes stay in the mix of being a relevant and powerhouse football team. So with the arrival of Cornelius Green on the campus of Ohio State in 1972, and Cornelius Green was from Washington, D.C., it marked the first time in school history that a black quarterback would lead the Buckeyes under legendary coach Woody Hayes. As a sophomore, Green led Ohio State to a 9-2 record. Following Green came Rod Gerald, who also earned the starting position in his second year to open the 1976 season. Like Green, the talented Gerald led Ohio State to a 9-2-1 finish and an Orange Bowl victory. It would be 20 seasons, 20 seasons, before the next black quarterback would lead the Buckeyes. That came in the form in the name of Stanley Jackson, who arrived in 1994 and started the 96 and 97 seasons for the Buckeyes, compiling 21 wins and two bowl appearances. Beginning in 2004, eight black quarterbacks have added to the legacy that Green started in 1972, seven of them being starters over 14 consecutive seasons. Each of them earned postseason awards and honors, some of which include All-America, All-Conference, and National Quarterback Awards, including the Heisman. They have all directed the Buckeyes to postseason bowl games, including the Orange Bowl, Sugar Bowl, Rose Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, and Peach Bowl, and Conference Championship games and titles. Of the eight, Cardell Jones is the only one to win a national championship, which he did in 2014. Now, I know you're like, no, nah, that can't be accurate, but the Buckeyes have been in the mix, but they haven't been able to win it. And for the most part, it's been because that team out of Tuscaloosa has been the big bad wolf. Troy Smith is the lone quarterback from the entire group of black quarterbacks who played at Ohio State to win the Heisman Trophy and the Davy O'Brien Awards in 2006. Troy Smith, the only one of these 11 players. So we talk about these men and, and how they played the game and what they've meant to Ohio State and the fact that they all had stellar careers, some having better careers than others. 
But you got to understand this, that in the years when Woody Hayes was the head coach at Ohio State, they had a moniker, three yards and a cloud of dust. And what that meant was, we're going to run this football until you stop us. So the passing game at Ohio State back in the time of Woody Hayes was not very, very prevalent. They didn't throw the ball a whole lot. And because they had such outstanding running backs, and do you know that Ohio State is the only college where a Heisman Trophy winner won the Heisman Trophy in consecutive seasons? Archie Griffin, running back from Ohio State, is the only, is the only football player to win the Heisman Trophy in back-to-back seasons. So that tells you right there that Ohio State didn't really care a whole lot about throwing that football around when I got an Archie Griffin. And let me tell you, Archie Griffin wasn't a big guy. Archie Griffin might have been 5'8", maybe 200 pounds. But he was a powerhouse. He could run that football like nobody's business. And, man, when you went to play the Buckeyes back in those days, you were up against it. So the rivalry game between Michigan always, man, I mean, nail biters, fights to the ends of blowouts, one of the three. But you didn't see the quarterbacks throwing the ball like you see them throw it around now. But in that offense, Cornelius Green and Rod Gerald ran their offense as a good field general should. They ran it to perfection, and they ran it the way Woody Hayes wanted it run, and they were very successful at doing it. So the first two guys, let me just give you their statistical information. Cornelius Green played quarterback as a starter from 72 to 75, had 2,255 yards and 17 touchdowns. And as a starter, he finished his career with a 29-4-1 record. That's not a bad record at all. Out of Washington, D.C., Cornelius Green. Next came Rod Gerald out of Dallas, Texas from 75 to 78. 1,057 yards, 18 touchdowns, a 29-6 and six record as a starter. So you can see how much running was really done by Ohio State when the quarterback is only passed for 1,000 yards. Next was Stanley Jackson out of Patterson, New Jersey, 2,660 yards, 22 touchdowns. He finished his career with a 22-4 and four record. Now, from the time Troy Smith arrived to... Now with C.J. Stroud, the difference in passing basically doubled and in some cases tripled. So Troy Smith out of Cleveland, Ohio, comes to Ohio State. That's just down the road. Didn't have to go far. Didn't have to look far to find a guy like a Troy Smith. And it was a good investment by the Ohio State football program because, of course, he won the Heisman Trophy. 2005-2006, 5,720 yards, 54 touchdowns, 25-3 starting record. 
Followed that, 2008, Terrell Pryor came out of Jeanette, Pennsylvania. Once again, didn't have to go too far to find him. Pryor, 6,177 yards, 57 touchdowns, 31-4 and record. Now, the one thing you're going to notice about most of these quarterbacks with Ohio State, you don't have too many losing records. They don't have a lot of patience or a lot of putting up with losing at Ohio State. So Terrell Pryor came 31 and 4, 6,100 plus yards. Next was Braxton Miller out of Huber Heights, Ohio. Once again, you didn't have to go far to find this guy. Braxton Miller from 2011 to 2013 passed for 5,295 yards, 52 touchdowns. So you can just see how the, the touchdowns even, you know, doubled. You know, Stanley Jackson threw 22 in uh, his time from 94 to 97. Then, you know, we're in the 50s now, 54, 57, 52. Braxton Miller finished his career at Ohio State 26 and 8. 2014 to 2015, Cardell Jones came out of Cleveland, Ohio, and he and Troy Smith played at the same high school. He threw for 2,322 yards, 15 touchdowns, and went 11-0. He didn't stay there long. I think he went to the NFL. Followed by J.T. Barrett out of Wichita Falls, Texas. 2014 to 2017, 9,434 yards, 104 touchdowns, and he finished with a 38-6 record. 104 touchdowns. Yeah, you putting some guys in the end zone. And one thing you got to think about, when we talk about quarterbacks is this, they can throw it, but you got to have some guys who can catch it. Sometimes quarterbacks make great passes and receivers make great catches. And sometimes the quarterback makes a bad pass. That's uncatchable. Sometimes he makes a great pass and the receiver drops it. But all in all, if you got 104 touchdowns on the books, somebody's catching that football. In 2018, Dwayne Haskins showed up in Columbus, played one year, or started just one year, and had a career where he had 5,396 yards, 54 touchdowns, went 13 and 1. That was 2018. Then in 2019 through 2020, Justin Fields. Fields transferred to Ohio State. That's why he's only got two years. He was out of Kennesaw, Georgia. 5,373 yards, 63 touchdowns, had a record of 20 and 2. Justin Fields now plays, well, he was on the Chicago Bears roster at the end of the season, but they were talking about moving him around. And moving him around may not be a bad thing because some systems don't fit everybody. Some systems, whether it's college or pros, don't fit everybody. And it may be a blessing in disguise if Justin Fields moves on to another pro team where he may become the perfect fit. But at Ohio State, 20-2 and two record, 63 touchdowns, 5,300-plus yards. And finally, out of Rancho Cucamonga, California, DT, do you have... Any recollection of what 
uh, is one of the famous reasons we know about Rancho Cucamonga? You do? Would it be from a movie? Would it be from a Friday's movie? Okay. <laughs> Rancho Cucamonga. That's where, that's where we first saw Day Day in one of those Friday's uh, movies. But from Rancho Cucamonga, California, C.J. Stroud, 21, 20, 21, 22 seasons, 8,123 yards, 85 touchdowns, and a 21-4 and four record. So all in all, over these 50 years, because 72 to 22, that's 50 years of black quarterbacks, uh, not every year, but during that 50-year span, they've had 11 black quarterbacks to be starters and lead the team. Uh, looking at the win-losses, uh, man, they probably got over 200 wins and under 50 losses uh, when you compile all that together. And uh, we, I'm not going to even try to add up all this yardage because I'm sure – it's um, well over 50,000 yards in total passing that these guys combine for. But you'll, if you want to see who these guys are, if you want to see their pictures, if you don't remember them, go to our webpage, quarterfiback.com, quarter, P-H-I, fi, back.com, and take, check out the website and check out the newsletter, the post route. And you'll see the information as we've cited for you in this podcast edition of the Forgotten Quarterbacks. Because, again, we want to make sure that we are the folks who are preserving the legacies of black quarterbacks in American football. I can't overstate that and I can't understate that enough. We must make sure that this legacy continues because there will be the next generations of quarterbacks who will come along and play for the Ohio States, the Alabamas, the USC's, and every other college in between in America. And all of them are looking for one thing, opportunity. But they need to know whose shoulders they're standing on. So for the 10 guys who came after Cornelius Green, they need to know. I'm sure they do. But if they don't, they need to know that they are standing on the shoulders of Cornelius Green, the first black quarterback at Ohio State University. Because had it not been for Cornelius Green, Maybe this legacy will not be what it is today. But you have a proud legacy, Buckeyes. Thank you so much for giving not just black quarterbacks, but black students and black athletes the opportunity. Because one of America's most renowned sprinters came from Ohio State in the name of Jesse Owens. Ohio State. That's where he attended school. So that's what we got for you in this podcast. We hope that you've enjoyed it. We hope that you found something of interest and something that made you go, hmm, I didn't know that. 
So for my wingman, Mr. Deterion Sturgill, my producer, director, and IT specialist, I'm Earl Kitching saying until the next time that you join us here on the Forgotten Quarterbacks, we are telling you to go deep and look for the bomb. for joining us here on the forgotten quarterbacks with host w earl kitching join us as we discuss more about the legacies of black quarterbacks who've played the game of american football 